Welcome back to Wounded Hearts Walking Circles podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Seiden. We're in the midst of reading the book, uh, Wounded Hearts Walking Circles, which is an unpublished book of mine, but it is uh, available in ebook and also uh, will be an audiobook soon. But you'll notice it at the beginning of the program, I don't have the music anymore. It's uh, it just is uh, not something I'm good at. So <laughs> I'm a very good writer and uh, counselor and many other things, but not a not when it comes to that. So I don't think I need it. I'm just going to jump right in. This particular chapter um, is called the Wellspring of Life. So here we go, chapter three, the Wellspring of Life. What is the heart? What part of us is wounded when our heart is broken? Do we mean that ceaseless muscle that beats within our chest? No. But like the muscle that pumps our blood, our heart is also a source of life. Solomon warned us, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. The heart is an emotional and spiritual place within us. It is the seat of our emotions, our feelings. It is the residence of our reality, our truth and identity. It is the abode of our values, our affections and attachments. And the heart is the control center for our will, our choice, volition, and the power to choose. Heart in the Bible. I'm surprised by the first two uses of the word heart in the Bible. They appear in the book of Genesis at the start of Noah's story, the great flood. They are used together in the same passage, Genesis 6, 5 through 6. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Scripture refers to the same place, the heart, within man and within God. But each was filled with a different content. Man's heart was filled with evil, evil emotions, evil distortions, evil affections, and evil choices. God's heart was filled with grief and sorrow. He felt sorrowful emotions for man's sinful state, and for the suffering it caused. God knew the sorrowful and true realities that had gripped mankind. God felt the grief and loss of so many on whom he had set his affections. And God was gripped by the sorrowful choices he would have to make concerning man. What if? So what about our hearts? What if our heart was not guarded, as Solomon warns? What if our heart was not nurtured and loved and protected in truth? What if those responsible for us had hearts full of evil or pain or selfishness or selfish interests? What if there were no boundaries to protect our hearts? What if our boundaries were broken? What if affections were bent? values misplaced, and truth distorted? What if our hearts 
What if our heart was wounded? What if our heart had a hole? What would become of the wellspring of life? Could our hearts find home? Could we ever find our place in life? Judy always brought other women to church. They were from the home. Most sat beside her in a stupor, or at best, a glazed stare. Their clothes were plain and roomy, but Judy's friend Maria was different, very different. Maria was energized. She sang the songs, clapped her hands, and greeted others with a smile. Her clothes didn't come out of a charity box, that's for sure. Her skirt was bright red, short, and tight enough to turn heads. Maria's white blouse was tailored to fit and focus attention at all the right places, and she had the right places to show. But the blouse was too sheer, and her well-filled black bra was hard to miss. The service ended, and Judy shuffled off for home. Maria needed more contact. She stayed for coffee and fellowship. I introduced myself and offered some small talk. Are you a friend of Judy's? Not really, Maria began. I mean, Judy is all right, but I have a lamp that can make better conversation. Well, I guess Judy isn't much for banter, I agreed, but she is faithful. Well, I won't be at the home long enough to get attached, Maria said. Most of those ladies are real losers or mental cases. Have you seen the scars on Judy's wrists? Yeah, it's a miracle she's still here, I answered. It's a miracle any of us are still here. You know what they feed us? Hey, if I gotta eat any more of that macaroni and cheese, I'm gonna go postal. Maria paused, seized by an idea. Listen, I'll bet a bunch of you go out to eat after church, am I right? She was right, of course. Soon we invaded the regular haunt, the Taco Bell down the street. Maria was in our midst. She fit in like an old timer. Everyone liked her. One by one, parishioners took their final sips, saluted and sailed off for home. Maria and I were alone to talk. She needed an ear to bend. Before I came to the home, I was in the hospital. They thought I tried to commit suicide, all because I passed out or something. Maria didn't whisper or lower her voice. The subject seemed sensitive to me, but she spoke with no thought of others around us. In fact, her volume grew as she recounted her troubles. I'll tell you, that hospital made me want to commit suicide, that's for sure. I woke up and found myself stripped. No makeup, no glasses, no teeth. Just that damned hospital gown. Emotions seized Maria. The memory shook her. Tears mingled with mascara and streamed down her face. She lifted her glasses and dabbed at her eyes with a napkin. I care about what I look like. I went to beauty school, you know. All I need to do is renew my license and then I can work again. So you've worked as a hairdresser in a beauty shop, I asked. Well, no, Marie answered, not yet. She blew her nose and composed herself. 
Mostly I've, well, I'm not proud of it, but I've been a working girl. But I want to change. I got Jesus in my heart, so I went to school. My daughter said I could stay with her, but nothing ever works for me. My own daughter called the police. She said I abused her daughter. I loved my granddaughter, man. I'd never hurt her. I didn't hurt her. My daughter just wanted me out. It was your boyfriend's fault. I woke up one night and found the creep on top of me. What made him think he could do that to me? What made him think I'd want that? Anyway, I slapped him off me. I told him I'd kill him the next time he tried it. It only pissed him off. The next day he wanted me out. My daughter cooked up the abuse story so the police would carry me out like the trash. But the cops knew me. Half of them up there are old clients. I used to inform for them, too. I dated one of them, a detective, for years. He wouldn't call me his date, of course. Anyway, once I was in the car, they took what I had to trade and let me go. I didn't want to do that again. It just happened. I couldn't go to jail. So I was on the street. It wasn't the first time, but it was the only time I had nowhere to go. I didn't have money for rent, and I didn't want to pay rent on my back anymore. I got Jesus in my heart, man. Anyway, I slept under a bridge in Fountain Valley. <clears throat> as bad off as I was, I felt sorry for the trash that blew under that bridge and joined me. Your life ain't worth much down there. Still, they treated me better than my own family. That's when this seizure stuff started. To save me, they dragged me out to the sidewalk and called 911. I think I would have died under that bridge. Anyway, so now I'm out of the hospital. I got my teeth and glasses again. My daughter left my clothes and makeup and stuff in a box outside her door. I guess I'll have three months of disability. Do you need anybody in the church office? You don't have to pay me. I'm just glad you guys have been nice to me. I know how to use the computer. I type fast. I did need help with my writing and editing work, and I was able to pay Maria. Just as she said, she was a good typist. She was a good singer, too. She joined the worship team up in front on Sunday mornings. It was great to see her joy and enthusiasm, but not everyone shared my feelings. One Sunday, an elder approached me before service. Pastor, can I have a word with you? Well, Ed, I'm just fixing to start the service, I answered. It won't take long, my elder assured me. I just want to ask you how long you intend to tolerate this vulgar distraction during worship. What distraction? What is it, Ed? I asked. Are the overhead transparencies misspelled again? You know what I'm talking about, Ed exploded. The way she wiggles her butt. I don't know how anybody could concentrate on singing. Well, don't look at her then, Ed. 
Let me put it this way, Pastor. If she's up there again this morning, Martha and I will have to reconsider where we attend church and where we pay our tithes. Maria was never in front again. I didn't remove her from the worship team. She overheard my conversation with Elder Ed. I know the type, Maria said. I make them nervous. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe they think I might recognize them. Anyway, I won't make any more trouble for you, Jerry. You were good to me, and you never wanted any special favors. Even the best preachers usually do, and then I get invited to leave. You don't have to go, Maria, I pleaded. This is, isn't about you. It's Ed's problem. Don't own any of his crap. Oh, before I forget, she added, I left some stuff on your computer. It's in the directory with my name. Will you save it for me? I don't care if you read it. It's just letters and stuff. It's not important, but neither am I. <clears throat> because the wound in our hearts, like Maria, we are confused about what we feel, what we value, and what we believe is true. But for many of us, the wound has gone beyond our heart and penetrated our soul. And then in the personal reflections, it's just one question. In what ways has your heart been wounded in your life up till now? If you'd like to respond to some of the material, tell me, uh, share some stuff about yourself, um, or maybe some of the answers to the personal reflections, I'd love it. Email me at jerrysiden at gmail.com. Or, uh, I don't talk very much on the phone. I uh, have an audio processing disability that makes it difficult. But you can text me at my phone at 714-308-2494. And if you um, email me, uh, you could upload an audio file of, of your comments or whatever, and I'll stick them on the podcast so that other people can hear. God bless. Thanks for listening.